0: You know, if there's one thing we enjoy here at American Slacker, it's going to live events. Wouldn't you say, Jess?
1: Yeah, uh, from you going to festivals, I like to go and see comedy. There's tons of stuff to choose from.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, who doesn't like a nice night out? And, uh, you know, who doesn't like to save a couple bucks on a night out? I mean, it's expensive to go out these days. Wouldn't it be nice if you could save a couple bucks, Jess? I'm a cheap bastard, and you know it. Me too. Me too, man. What if I told you you could save a small percentage on your tickets by just entering a code. What code would that be? Man, all you gotta do, go to seatgiant.com, enter the code SLACKER at checkout, and you're gonna save quite a few bucks actually, not not a small discount, it's, it's a good amount, it's a decent amount. So
1: you're telling me I could go to uh, my pickle-hating fest for a small fraction of, uh, of the cost of what it would normally be?
0: Dude, I'm telling you, you're probably gonna get a drink on us if you enter the code SLACKER at checkout at SeatGiant.com.
1: Drink not guaranteed.
0: Rolling. Five, four, three, two, one.
1: You're listening to American Slider Podcast with Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers.
0: To American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I am Jesse.
1: And today we are joined by podcaster and entrepreneur, Sean Wolcheff. What's up, guys? Not too much. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate it.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure, man. And love love, uh, love what you guys are doing with your show. It's uh, always admirable to see people that are grinding it out in the podcasting game for as long as you guys have.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And you're deep in it as well. Yeah, yeah we got to say we appreciate your grind as well, man. It's uh just the whole branding in general is just gorgeous. I mean, it's an amazing rap you guys have done.
2: Thank you. Yeah, yeah. we uh we're gluttons for punishment. We we like doing things that are are off the beaten path and um it's allowed us to be unique and do the things that we've been able to do. So it's kind of cool.
0: Mm, yeah, and of I course like, uh, like owner too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Got to love that. And of course, we got to say owner of Cali Comfort one of the most unique barbecue restaurants there are and uh very fucking detailed and very into the grind.
2: <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. We're a, uh, I own Cali comfort barbecue and we opened in 2008, uh, took over an existing breakfast restaurant and wanted to turn it into a sports bar. Um, so we really weren't even doing barbecue when we opened. But, um, now 11 years later, we're the loudest barbecue restaurant on the internet is how we like everyone likes to con- compare themselves. Oh, they're the best barbecue. Best is bullshit it 's all about the conversation it's all about the storytelling and mm. um, for us, the louder that we can be and the more places that we can be doing podcasts, doing events, being on social, um, interacting with people that love fire all over the world uh, that, that's been the coolest coolest journey for us
0: yeah,
1: and you're involved a lot in the um, like barbecue like what are barbecue tournaments. Is that is that
2: the <laughs> I'm probably not using the right terminology, but that's how have I haven't heard barbecue tournament, but I like that. Yeah, no, it's a uh, the professional barbecue world. So there, there's yeah. a whole um, subculture of professional barbecue cooks that um, compete. Kansas City Barbecue Society mm-hmm. is kind of like the NFL um, of barbecue contests, and we competed in one. Um, a few of those when we first started out, but now we've gotten to the point where we organize an annual one um, here at the Del Mar races every summer. Um, so at the Del Mar Thoroughbred Club, they have about 20,000 people coming out to the Del Mar races. And then we have a championship barbecue event where there's 50 professional cooks that are competing for $15,000 in prizes. Um, we do cooking oh, demos wow. and you know the races are going on through the whole thing. So you know it's probably about 3000 people all you can eat event. Um, and we've been doing that. This will be our fourth, fourth year organizing that.
1: Oh, that's man. a, sounds like a fun fucking day right there.
2: <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's that, a fun, it's a fun day. A lot of fucking moving parts for sure. Yeah.
0: Now what came first, the chef part or the, the
2: competition? I'm uh, that's curious. a good question. Well, first of all, I'm not a chef. You know, I'm actually the fact that I, I, I go on and talk about barbecue as much as I do and not, touching the meat like most of the, you know, barbecue personalities mm. out there. Um, you know, really I, the things that I do best is, is, is getting, putting people together, um, okay. that are able to do great things. You know, I obviously I've spent time cooking the barbecue. I've spent time in the kitchen, setting up our operating procedures and mm. you know, bus tables, weighted tables, uh, manage the restaurant, you name it. I've done it, but what I do best is, you know, really getting in and finding out, Hey, this is an opportunity for us to go into cooking craft barbecue. Yeah, um, I say craft barbecue because we're slow smoking um, our meats, mm. and for us, cooking craft barbecue is the hard way to do it, but it's also the right way to do it, um, so that you can get the best flavor. And you know, finding someone you know, I had to find an expert in there in the field, and Gene Gorecchia was our expert. Um, you know, I reached out to some people, and he was the only one that called me back. He actually he helped us organize our first amateur barbecue contest, um, which we, uh, organized right in front of our restaurant. So our restaurant's about 10 miles east of San Diego. Um, so it's kind of off the beaten path. There's liquor stores, churches, uh, houses, commercial, residential, industrial, you name it. Um, but we're in an area of San Diego where there's a lot of people, uh, mm-hmm. but not a lot of corporate restaurants or restaurants of any kind that are outside of taco shops. Um, mm-hmm. so for us, our competitive advantage was really, you know, opening in 2008, trying to take advantage of how do we get people into this fucking place, and mm-hmm. whether that was on Facebook, whether that was on Yelp, Instagram, Twitter, now podcasting, then doing a you know amateur barbecue event, now a professional barbecue event. Um, we really just wanted to be part of the conversation. And sports entertainment is also something that we're passionate about. Um, Chargers season ticket holders. Um, we go to the Padres yeah. games. We sell barbecue now at one of the arenas in San Diego, where the our um, professional hockey team, which is the American—it's not NHL, but it's uh, American Hockey League—our uh, San Diego Goals. They play there. Uh, our professional lacrosse team plays there. But we have a small booth where we sell barbecue out of. So, you know, take, taking advantage of the internet's opened up a lot of different doors for us. Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: But specifically with Facebook, have you seen a lot of? Um return from from advertising there because it seems absolutely okay it seems like a lot of people go for that these days but i'm surprised it works so well being that it seems like the platform isn't as popular as it once was
2: yeah you know it's (laughs) so i i graduated high school in in 2000 which you know i consider myself a y2k baby kind of like a fringe millennial Mm -hmm. um you know so i remember when there was no internet, so to speak. I mean, there was internet when I was growing up in high school and, you know, yes, we were supposed to be on the computers, but you know, when I went to college was when Napster was blowing up. So, you know, the evolution of where we came to be 2007 is when the first iPhone came out. And that was about the time we were getting ready to open up the restaurant. Mm -hmm. Um, at that point I thought Facebook was a joke. You know, I thought it was a place that you just go to pick up chicks. Um, Mm -hmm. I made fun of, I made fun of, uh, um, my business partner at the time, Corey Robinson, who he went, him and I went to Boulder together. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he grew up in his family business, but you know I was giving him shit. I was like, "Why are you on Facebook, man?" He's like, "You know, are you are you just trying to like find out what your old you know high school girlfriend is doing?" And <laughs> once I started learning more about it, and once we started struggling getting people into the restaurant, I was like, "Fuck, well, oh, you can open up a business page for Facebook." well, maybe we can get people to know about who we are and what we do because of it. And to think, you know, from 2008 to now, 2019, um, what you can do with Facebook ads, um, geo-targeting directly within, you know, five miles of the restaurant for people that like barbecue or they, you know, like sports or they like bars or, you know, they're looking for a family-friendly restaurant. Um, It's incredible.
1: Yeah. It's like super direct, like sniper fucking accuracy advertising.
2: Yeah, I mean it's you know it's digital it's digital marketing at its best because you have the analytics to back it up and we've done every fucking kind of advertising there is. I mean, when we opened in 2008, it made sense for us to put in ad in the Yellow Pages. And mm-hmm. I don't know if most people don't know what the fuck the Yellow Pages are, but it's a book. <laughs> it was like a it's like a business directory. It was like it was a Google before there was Google, mm-hmm. you know. And you would have to be in the Yellow Pages, you know, if you wanted people to find your restaurant and. I mean, that's laughable.
1: Well, I, I always remember in the yellow pages seeing all the like A1 towing or triple A towing just to make sure they got to the top of the listing.
2: Correct. Absolutely. I mean, that's, we're, we're not that young. Yeah, <laughs> you're not that young. But um, how old are you guys? Uh, I'm turning 30 this month. Yeah. Oh, fuck. You're young as hell well we were, we're
1: in school actually we we would have graduated when the restaurant was opening in uh 2007
2: okay. so okay that's yeah. fair but,
1: but we didn't have the internet for like most of our schooling i guess you know five, five,
2: yeah uh, it wasn't that five bad.
1: to
0: six years of it in elementary school is when it like started coming into play i mean 95 <laughs> is when aol started popping up into
2: houses we were still
1: yeah. using computers for microsoft paint when i was in elementary school we were not really
2: <laughs> wow yeah yeah that's crazy yeah i mean it's you know my my i have a son and he's turning he's gonna be two mm-hmm. but he'll borrow my phone you know when we're out at dinner and he'll be watching youtube and i'll get a twitter notification on my phone but he already knows how to swipe away like he doesn't oh, want wow. to fuck. he's like i don't want my fucking content interrupted he can't speak <laughs> but he can swipe away you that's know wow. it's, it's oh, crazy God. yeah they're gonna have a lot of new skills <laughs> yeah no that's for sure
0: Evolution right before our eyes, man. Different time yep. for sure. <laughs>
1: um, so you said that uh, Cali Comfort is a uh, sports like centric, uh, spot. Um, I know, I know from listening to your show that you've, you know, you like to show Chargers. That yep. you're big on the Chargers, and then you could also, say that. <laughs> <you> could say, <laughs> I would always. say that'd be an understatement, probably. Um, <laughs> And then I I heard uh, on one point uh, during an episode you had mentioned something about um, issues with the UFC and uh, how they they sued you or or something what? along those lines. What? So, I
2: didn't catch this one. Yeah, the UFC. That, that's actually impressive that you caught that. But yeah, the uh, the UFC didn't sue us. It was the licensing company for the UFC. So oh, okay. whatever. or whatever. Uh, it's actually Johan Promotions. So oh. Johan Promotions is one of the there's a couple different um entities that own the rights to distribute UFC and and boxing content to commercial establishments. Mm. Um and when we when we were, you know, just starting out, we were trying anything we fucking could to get people into the restaurant and right. fight night, fight night's mm-hmm. something that's really important to us, you know. Growing oh, yeah. up watching Tyson and going to my buddy's house. Oh, uh, brian's house and we'd have you know all of our friends we'd all be there but it was like it was a fucking event it was whether you knew anything about boxing or not i mean tyson walks out in a cut towel out to dmx you know it's like holy shit what's happening here and this is modern day gladiators um and there's (laughs) <laughs> there's something there's something special about fight night,
0: you know? Oh, man, yeah. I, I, I'm big fight fans here. And, uh, yeah, man, there's just... I grew up in a house with the same thing, man. I grew up, you know, I was, like, five to, like, seven when Tyson was, like, in his prime coming out of prison and all that shit. And, uh, man, I just grew up with, like, my parents had, like, events like that. You know, the Tyson fight would be on. They'd get the pay-per-view of the whole event. Friends over. And, uh, yeah, yep. man, there's just something about it. It's just, yeah.
1: But I'm, I'm surprised up. that they actually... I never thought that they actually went after places for Mm. showing stuff like that. I've
0: heard of this before with like random restaurants, but this is crazy. So how did this even come about? Yeah. So,
2: yeah, so we, I mean, we, we didn't pay the commercial viewing. So as a restaurant you pay based off of your square footage and your seating capacity. So Mm. no matter if we're located, you know, in an industrial area in San Diego, we're going to pay the same amount of money as if we were on the strip in Las Vegas. So, okay. oh, you know, typically we're paying anywhere from 1500 to, I mean, the Pacquiao um, Mayweather fight we paid, got up to close to $8,000 to show that wow, fight.
0: Wow, man.
2: And part of the contract is that you're paying, you know, to the licensing entity to make sure that you have the commercial capacity to show, to show the event. But as part of that contract, that's why bars will charge a cover because mm-hmm. they're actually required to charge a cover um, yeah. to make it. So when people are showing it illegally, which is what we did, we, you know, thought we were smart and we could hack our way into, you know, putting a residential feed into the commercial establishment.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: they found out that we had shown the fight um, wow. and didn't pay the, you know, the $1,800 for the fight. And, you know, we ultimately got sued and had to settle um, that, that multiple lawsuits for a couple of wow. different fights. Yeah.
1: I, I'm really surprised. I mean, you he, you hear it happening, so I guess I shouldn't be. But um, yeah, it's it's
0: just, it's the grid of capitalism. I mean, they really <laughs> they don't want you getting around away with ninety dollars for fucking, you know, uh, what a hundred people to see the goddamn fight, and you're not you know charging that cover charge. It's a pain in the ass, man.
1: Well, it sounds well, like I've, the system's a little bit off yeah. in terms of like where it's being shown and how much it should be. Like you know, yeah. it should be per per head or something
2: like that. Well, per he- it's just we're living in the most exciting time to be in business. I mean, twenty nineteen, all these sports properties—they're all looking at streaming services. Um, oh, so yeah. many of the so many of the leagues are preventing their growth because they're so focused on TV, and they, you know, they don't they don't care about making sure that. Well, who gives a shit if they're watching on TV? You know, like the Masters, for example. I just watched pretty much ninety percent of any of the content I watched from the Masters golf tournament. I watched on my phone or on, or on my desktop, because they just do it. They do a great job giving you access. They don't give a shit. They know that the digital content that they can actually make money off of that. And they don't have to worry about, um, you know, the, whatever they've sold for the, for the TV rights. Mm
1: -hmm. It's, I mean, it's all about being able to monetize it. Uh, and I feel like we have, you know, the net, We have Netflix right now, which has become like a big core for like movies and TV and stuff like that. What is going to be the big sports thing? I'm surprised ESPN hasn't really stepped up and uh, like conglomerated everything into one for like a monthly payment or something
2: like that. It's fucking crazy. I mean, it, it's crazy, but it's exciting. It's exciting because the internet allows you guys to have a podcast and distribute mm-hmm. it without a fucking radio station. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like we have our number one sports radio station, the Mighty 1090, literally closed their doors last week. Oh, so wow. they've been relying on paying a licensing fee to a tower in Mexico, which is a powerful transmitting tower that transmits all the way up to Santa Barbara, you know, okay. 50,000 50, watt tower, but they have a broken business model. I mean, they're, they're relying on old media metrics on how to sell radio thinking that, hey, as I'm gonna to go to Sean at Cali Comfort and sell him a 15 second commercial when I don't want the commercial. You know, I want yeah. the radio personality that's talking to actually come out to the restaurant and do a live show. Because I know that because he's there, it's impossible for him not to talk about our food or talk about our service or where he is because it's, it's real, it's organic. Yeah, um, yeah. It it's just it's a really fucking interesting time, and it that's that's why it's exciting. I mean, it's exciting because mm-hmm. we can have these conversations, and um, you know, you guys can build a, a show based off of what you want, not mm-hmm. based off of what the fuck somebody tells you. This is what yeah. you need to do, um, or this is what you can or you can't do. Oh
1: yeah. yeah. It's, it's opened up to a lot of freedom and a lot of fucking tomfoolery on our part for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's doing a number on a lot of things, man. The
0: film industry and the music industry as well. You know, yep. cutting out the middlemen that are being all grimy, taking all the money, the rights, just being plain old dicks. And I kind of like that too, <laughs> I got to say.
2: Well, not only being dicks, but I mean, it's, it just keeps those people. You have to own your own content and your own, own distribution. And the more that you learn about it, the more, you know i'm not a fucking expert on it we you know we yeah. didn't know a goddamn thing about podcasts until we started our first podcast and so what did we do we talked to other podcasters mm. you know we went to a podcast movement conference and you know in anaheim we read <laughs> shit we listened to shit and oh shit you we guys just said were there? <laughs> we went there yeah did you really know as well you, yeah, we were get there. the fuck out of here yeah, really? yeah that's so funny there's a the badge right there <laughs> look at that holy shit that's amazing yeah. that's hilarious are, man That was a fucking great conference, man. That was an amazing time, Yeah, We met a lot of great
0: people. Can't talk about it enough, honestly, but uh, just, man, amazing what you do, man.
2: I appreciate
0: that. I've been balls deep into your podcast, checking you out all over social media. (laughs) What's going on with the show, man? I got to know.
2: (laughs) Well, the show will go on. Um, It's going to be just me moving it forward. I mean, I don't know if Derek's going to do his own podcast. Okay. Okay. um, Getting to the 100 episodes was important for me and for our listeners. Uh, I mean, we fucking started the podcast to talk about the shit that happens in business that people don't talk about. So yeah. I, It would have been, it would have been very disingenuous if we didn't tell people, you know, Hey, we thought that we were going to be in business together to open up Derek's second butcher shop. Um, we found out throughout that process that we don't work well like that. Um, everything we've done, everything we've done together has been me driving and him riding shotgun this this is him. He has to drive. It's his brand. Um, and I have to ride shotgun and turns out I'm a shitty passenger and he drive, he, he drives much differently than I do.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Different speeds, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, are, are you cool with talking about any of this on the show? Like, is there anything you absolutely. don't want to talk
2: about on the show? I mean, we want to, no, wanna... I don't give a shit. Oh, that's, okay. that's, cool. the whole, that's, that's the whole reason I love podcasting is it's yeah. not radio. It's not Same. TV. It's not, yeah. you know, it's, it, it's, it's new media, not old media. Yeah. it seems like bands
1: are the only ones that don't want to air all their shit <laughs> and anyone really? else doesn't care oh my it's like God, yeah. yeah whenever there's a like a musician we're like is there anything we should avoid and they're like well like i left my last band and like do, i don't want to bring that up and like it's like yeah but that's like years of your work man like what are you uh-huh. talking about
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if they're fucking terrified of some nda they they signed with a, a you know a bad legal decision or whatever it might be but or the- all,
1: all their fangirls I guess from the <laughs> last fucking band
2: yeah, on yeah. social
1: media or something yeah
2: where 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 are you guys located
1: I'm up in San Jose
2: okay I'm in Albany New York and you guys have been doing the what 140 how many episodes are yet 155 right is
1: it 50 I thought we oh, were, no, no. We were oh, 147 we were
2: my bad yeah,
0: bro, I keep doing that 47
2: yeah how the fuck how the fuck did you guys find each other oh, no, we we grew, grew up together. together we grew up together yeah oh, okay yeah, okay. he
0: moved out there. I want to move out there eventually uh, yeah' I'm,
2: fr-
1: I'm from New York originally, so
2: yeah. okay
0: like, and in, in the
2: woods in the woods. <laughs> what are you waiting for?
0: um well, I got a new girlfriend and shit that's another yeah
2: that's <laughs> I know don't wait. is she the one? she
0: could be well then She's fucking
2: like, tell her you tell her you're moving to San Jose. Oh no, she wants to.
0: She wants to, but she's a teacher, and it's gonna take. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's all bullshit. I Just know. fucking do it. I like that.
0: I like that. That's fucking the kind do of push it. I need.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm a good. I'm a good pusher. Uh,
0: man, I could tell, man. You gotta be to be in the restaurant industry. I've worked in the restaurant industry. He has as well. Um, it's fucking, it's cutthroat industry.
2: It. Yeah, it's. Uh, you have to be a glutton for punishment and. You gotta like to do things the hardest fucking way possible. And hardest. Obviously, that's why we are in the restaurant business. That's why we do events, and that's why that wasn't enough, and we had to start podcasting. Yeah, yeah. On oh, top yeah. of all of it, so because
1: <laughs> yeah. you didn't have a full enough plate, as
2: <laughs> correct, correct. Do you yeah. do your
1: own like editing for the show and stuff?
2: Well, we don't edit really anything. Um, we yeah. pretty much fucking press record, um, and then but we'll we'll post publish, and I have. Two producers. So Mm -hmm. Corey Wagner is my. He started it with us. He was our original producer, but as all of
1: thank him in the yeah. So him,
2: yeah, him and him and Brian were the two uh, producers. And you know, for for us, the more that we've put into the podcast, the more that we've gotten out of it. Um, Nice. And it's not an ROI thing. It's more of a big picture, long term opportunity thing.
1: Yeah, it seems like you guys are becoming a staple of the, like, San Diego community, essentially. Like, you're getting articles written about you, about uh, like, the newspaper and yeah. stuff.
0: On the news, all the time. That's
2: the, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the funniest part is, like, you know, we joke about it. It's like, we've, you know, I got we got written up. Our restaurant was in the New York Times before it was in the fucking San Diego Union Tribune, which is, you know, <laughs> it's, it's only because of the stuff that we're doing with podcasting and, you know, just thinking differently and doing things differently mm-hmm. with the internet. Um, so Otherwise, we wouldn't, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't be in business, you know, 11 years later.
1: Yeah, a lot of restaurants don't make it even that No.
2: Long. Fuck no. <laughs> yeah. No. Fuck no. Yeah. 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 Gotta be, you got you to be stubborn as fuck. Yep.
0: <laughs> Adaption to the times, man, is, is critical, mm-hmm. I think. You know, that's one of the biggest things is, like, a bad social media presence, like, in general, will sway you away oh, from a place. You know? like Jesus like, Christ. Cool. What is the kitchen going to look like if they don't even have anything dressy like you know photos like if they don't have an Instagram even you know shit like that today is like
2: it's huge yeah fucking huge Yeah. yeah and you
1: see so much turnover especially in like smaller towns it seems like in cities there's more of an appreciation for like going out and like there's the income for that but hey we kept we both came from me and matt came from like a small town in upstate new york and you'd see restaurant there's like the core ones that would always be there that's like the place you go for sunday brunch everyone goes to but then like every other place would just turn in and out in and out in and out of the same spots
2: yeah well you the the problem is it's an easy business for people to fantasize about and think oh i'm gonna follow my dream and open up a restaurant but they don't realize that it's not a place. If you want to make money, definitely don't open a fucking restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do, do something else.
1: Hey, this is Jake and Adam from the Harper. That's right. Cutting a promo, but we fucking hate promos. Promos are tough. What do we do? We got to promote ourselves, but it's not really our fucking forte. No, it's not. We fucking hate them. They're a pain in my ass. They're a pain in your ass. So you know what? We're getting through this together. If you hate dumb shit as much as we do, give the Harper guys a listen. That's you, right. You can find us at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Facebook, Instagram, theharperguys.com. Twitter, at theharperguys. Or, sh- or Ch- shoot it. What? That, that. That's what we do all the time. Shoot <laughs> us an email at theharperguys at gmail.com. That's right. Can't wait to hear from you soon. Let's do this. pip pip. Cheerio. Now I, I do want to ask uh with, with the Chargers, uh, lifelong fan?
2: Uh yeah, lifelong fan. I mean, I probably really fell in love with them probably in in middle school. Um, you know, when we made our Super Bowl run in 94 and then we got smoked by the 49ers. Um, but yeah, it was it's something that I've, you know, been a passionate Chargers fan. Um and you know we've incorporated the things that I love about sports into our business because why the fuck not? No one was going to tell us that we couldn't do that right um, you know we're we're a sports entertainment restaurant, and you know we care about San Diego sports. The Chargers were a San Diego team until they moved to Los Angeles, and that created a lot of angst in our community um, yeah, a, lot I can of, a lot of a lot of people that felt that if you had to be loyal to the soil um, which. <laughs> You well, know, nobody's
1: going through that right now. I
2: correct. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's something that it, the NFL's a, you know, billion dollar business. Um, they are going to do whatever they're going to do. Um, we couldn't get a stadium built here in San Diego. We can't get a fucking playground built. Um, we're as beautiful and incredible as a community as we are. We just don't like to think big and do anything for sports or entertainment or the arts. Um, because people just, you know, half of the people want it and half the people don't.
1: And I, I've never been to San Diego myself, but um, from what I understand, a lot of it, uh, the area is taken up by like ports and it's like a big uh, military area, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. San Diego, I mean, we're it's a very eclectic, you know, part of Southern California. We, you know, we're bordered by Mexico. The other border is Camp Pendleton. Um, Camp Pendleton is really the separator between us and Orange County and Los Angeles, but you know, in San Diego, we have this kind of inferiority complex with Los Angeles where we think, you know, oh, Los, you know, as a sports fan, you're taught to hate the Dodgers. You know, we fucking hate the Dodgers. We hate L.A. But L- L.A. doesn't give a shit about us. They don't even give a shit about themselves. They,
1: they hate San Francisco.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, well, they, they just they honestly they, they love themselves and they hate them like whatever else. It doesn't matter. You know, like you have to be relevant in L.A. You've got to make them care about you. And mm-hmm. the only way to do that is by winning. And last season the chargers actually started winning and people started to care in la but they also started to get very angry in san diego because you know having grown up and having the team's been here for you know 56 years having watching them do something that they never did when they were in san diego is very frustrating for people so you know we were hosting watch parties at the restaurant um, like we always have since we opened in 2008 and those parties kept growing and growing and i was hosting you know, me and Corey, who runs our social, we were both posting on Twitter. You know, all this standing room only, fucking incredible run the Chargers had last season, and we got a lot of people on Twitter starting to attack us, saying, "You know, fuck you, close your doors, move your restaurant to Los Angeles. You know, Ugh. you love you, you love the Chargers. Like you need to be, you know, up with Dean Spanos, and you know, you should you should be ashamed of yourself for not being lo- loyal to San Diego and you know that everyone's entitled man. well ever, everyone's entitled to their own opinion and that's totally fine with us it was yes but had, it's
1: a fucked opinion <laughs>
2: yeah it's a fucked it's a fucked opinion which is which is which is fine but it's just the, the ironic part is that you know they're on twitter or on facebook or on instagram you know whatever online but they made a call to action to go to yelp and to write oh. fake reviews about the restaurant and Yelp something we take, you know, we take very, we take a lot of pride in our Yelp account. And we have four and a half stars and we're close to 2000 reviews, which is fucking, I'm, I'm still so proud of my team um, for having that now because you've got to care. And not everyone's gonna fucking love our barbecue. A lot of people hate our barbecue because mm-hmm. they don't think it's the way that, you know, they grew up in Texas co- eating barbecue. Our barbecue is a Kansas City style barbecue. Um, sometimes people, you know, sometimes we have, we have People that run our business, you know, sometimes we fail. And all we can do is respond to the reviews and say, hey, you know, sorry, we gave you a shitty experience. You know, would you, you know, hopefully give us another chance? Um, We're going to work on those things and we try our best to address them and move on. But, you know, once they've made that call to action to go and start Mm -hmm. writing these fake reviews where they're putting pictures of like a toilet that's not our toilet with shit and vomit all over the floors talking about you know yeah just just taking it a step too far um
1: now does yelp like what's the process i guess once uh someone does that with your business do they let you dispute it and like possibly disband that account i mean i guess they could always kind of go and make another account And
2: yeah no yelp Yelp doesn't yelp does a really good job for business (laughs) owners like you don't have to pay anything and you can claim your page Mm -hmm. um so you claim your page and you can add photos um, you can add your operating hours, you can put out information, you know, about your business. And then when someone, someone writes a review that you think is a fake review or hate speech, you can flag it and then they'll internally audit it to see okay. if it's, you know, actually somebody that, you know, have they written 50 reviews and it might be a little bit more legitimate. But mm-hmm. if they just if they just created an account, they don't have a profile, this is the first review they wrote, you know, chances that it stays on Yelp are, you know, slim to none. It's still like so, a little bit of whack-a-mole though it is it's it's you know it's whack-a-mole but it's more we care about digitally touching our customers um in a way that most businesses just don't give a shit yeah, I and mean, yeah. you know if somebody writes us a message on facebook asking us hey are you guys showing the canelo fight tonight they know we're a fight night bar tonight mm-hmm. we're not we're not showing it we don't think the demand is enough for us to pay the cut the amount that we're gonna have to pay yeah so we're not but i'm not gonna let let that question go unanswered i'm going to make sure that we respond say you know unfortunately we're not showing the canelo fight hey it's showing at this other bar go check them out you know check we do have a special on (laughs) (laughs) tri-tip exactly exactly hit
1: them with the (laughs) upsell yeah exactly that's
0: that's so appreciated i think from the consumer's aspect you know i mean when you're going to be authentic about that and you here's a place that's you know showing the fight that's good i mean that's fucking awesome man you're not just saying oh you should still come over for the tri-tip you're saying you know <laughs> here's the spot that you can go catch what you're looking for you know I mean, and we, I,
2: that's- yeah we i appreciate that we we built we we're we're diehard sports fans at heart and mm. you know i went i went to i studied in spain for a semester of college in uh, alicante which is just an incredible part of spain but we had a group of americans that were all studying the guys that i hung out with diehard sports fans but I mean, the Super Bowl was being played at four in the morning. So we oh, literally wow. had to go to a sport. We had to go to a, a Spanish owner, a bar owner, place where we drank all the time. We're like, dude, is it possible if you you know we can run some satellite <laughs> and get the fucking bar open? He opened the bar for us to watch the Super Bowl, and like that was very much appreciated, something I'll remember forever. And if somebody comes for soccer, if they come for fucking NASCAR, if they come for cricket, I don't give a shit. Like we <laughs> built the plate we built the place so that people can enjoy sports. And we can get the game on and we can create that environment for them um, so they can enjoy whatever the fuck they you know they, they love to enjoy.
1: Nice. That I mean that's all you can ask for as a customer. It's like that full experience.
2: You know, it's it's crazy because we you know, you talk about we like to create the internet oh shit moments because that's probably one of the things that we love about the podcast is that I mean you can we live in a day and age where those walls um, you know, if if you want to have a great brand, if you want to, you know, build something that's sustainable, that people are engaged in, you have to, you have to be responsive and you know, whether that's a positive response, negative response, either way, when somebody sends a message to us, you know, through Google maps and we actually respond back to them, you know, Oh, you, you know, you're looking for the menu. Here's a link to the menu, not just letting it go to nowhere. Um, then maybe that, you know, maybe they'll appreciate that because most of the other fucking places, they won't do that. I mean, I, I go into mm-hmm. Home Depot and there's people on the floor with the vest on. that are supposed to help me find a specific light bulb that I want to find. And they just tell me that, you know, oh, it's seven aisles over. So they send me over there and I'm there looking like a fucking idiot because I can't find the light bulb. If that person just took the 15 seconds to walk me and show me where the light bulb is, I would get the fuck out and buy it. And not yeah. be so upset not be so upset with home depot
1: instead of right. walking out of there without it i, I literally yeah. i had a similar experience in in a uh, home depot as well i asked them if they had shovels and they told me <laughs> to not have shovels
2: get the fuck uh, out of here
1: and i found the shovels i found <laughs> the shovels myself and i and i bought a shovel and i was just like are you fucking kidding me like
0: yeah you don't know what you and have and like i know the that place I with a big. shovel and be like this wasn't here
1: you said it wasn't here <laughs> I couldn't find the guy I was looking for. And believe me, I was going to be like, huh? Oh. <laughs> fucking look what I got.
2: God. It's fucking crazy.
1: Not everyone's going to be the greatest employee in the mm. world, but yeah, on, know your inventory.
0: <laughs> Another thing I got to compliment you on man, is uh, it, clear, you know, just transparency. You, you're, you're trying to show people how success works and uh, showing them the things that didn't work for you, whether it's the podcast, you have like grilling tips on YouTube. I mean, there's a lot of shit you're trying to help people out with, you know, everything from daily life to being successful in the business world, whether, I mean, you've talked to a lot of people. I mean, you even had the the fucking uh, guy that is behind Uggs, I believe, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's That's crazy. I mean, that's part of the internet oh shit moments is you, you just, until you go down the, you know the journey of something that you want to do or something that you're passionate about doing. Like you don't, you don't know where the, those those opportunities can lead. And we were able to interview Brian Smith, the founder of UGG, um, who wrote a book about the birth of a brand. And mm. you know he created a fucking billion dollar global brand. I mean, there's you know there's it's unbelievable. I mean, yeah, Pam, Pamela Anderson wearing his Uggs. I mean, you, I mean you find <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady wearing his Uggs. I and mean, it was a cultural revolution with mm-hmm. these. But if you hear about the story of his struggle in the very beginning, yeah. um, you realize that that resonates, you know, with all small business owners, with all people mm-hmm. that are trying to do something. It's the fear of, well, I want to do this, but what happens when I fail? You know, what happens if yeah. I start a podcast and no one listens? Like mm-hmm. who cares? You got to fucking do it. It, it. What's worse is living with regret, knowing like, Oh, I've always wanted to do this and I never did it. Right. You yeah. know? If you want to live in fucking California, you move your ass to California. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting, there. I'm getting, there. I'm getting there. After He's we get fucking, the show at
0: least. So I'm not going to start the process right now while we're on. This mean, this, fuck, this fucking, <laughs> He's
1: packing up, guys.
2: Yeah, this fucking barbecue guy has kept telling you yeah. about moving to California. <laughs>
1: wow. Well, you're definitely a motivated individual, that's for yeah,
2: sure. Yeah, man. Yeah, and
0: overcoming that make-it-or-break-it moment is is critical. You know, enduring it, I should say, like a ship in the storm, you know? Just knowing how to weather yourself through that, that fucking critical, stressful moment in your life, you know, taking the risk, whatever it is that's relevant to your life. I mean, shit, man. Just power through. And, and I mean, you've shown it through your fucking success, man. If you're dedicated, you
2: can actually do shit. Even well, if your shit's
1: coming at you. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. I'm- <laughs> that that's that's the reason we started the behind the smoke podcast was to talk about the shit that you know when i went to college i thought that i was going to be a business major i thought i was going to go to law school i got mm. rejected by all there's only three law schools in san diego and i wanted to stay in san diego i was sure i you know i did shitty on the first time i did the lsats did shitty on the second time but I still applied and i got rejected by all three of them and i was like oh, i man. thought that you know i was like well what the fuck am i going to do and the things that I'm doing now are all the things that I want to do. You know, and yeah. it's not about the money that I'm making. You know, it's it, I have another kid on the way. I'm just looking into daycare. daycare. It's fucking <laughs> expensive as hell. I'm like, oh, you man. know, what what's going on? Um, but ultimately, I get to do the things that I fucking love to do. And I, you know, I love to tailgate. And we've incorporated tailgating into our um, our barbecue business. You know, we love to do events and we're able to put on an amateur barbecue. Contest with you know seven thousand attendees um, in the fall, and we able to raise money for local youth sports. You know we can. We're doing a professional barbecue contest at the Delmar Thoroughbred Club, and you know all this shit. None of it would have happened if you know we weren't jumping off the cliff and trying. Because a lot of that shit was you know fucking lawsuits, getting sued by the UFC. I mean, we got sued by three men for hosting Ladies Night you know that was a thing like you know hosting really? a ladies night yeah because they didn't get a discount on the martini that we were giving to women so we had an ada lawsuit and you know no no one told me that when i went to college and i was taking business classes i, I didn't hear anything about that
0: yeah you know, we, were, we
2: we're learning statistics a and a bunch of other bullshit.
1: Yep. yeah yeah
2: so outrage <laughs> what was the turnout on that one uh that one we settled yeah. We, I mean, we had to settle the lawsuit, unfortunately. Wow. it's Oh, Jesus. You know, and it's like, but at that point, you can you can either fight on principle and, you know, spend all this time, money, and resources, um, you know, trying to find a Pyrrhic victory and figuring out that, you know, not only did you lose the war, you lost all the troops. And, you know, for us, it's, we always want to focus on positive. Uh, yeah. Oh, we want yeah. to focus on on things that are going to move the needle forward, that are going to move us forward and hopefully get people to be more aware of, you know, that there is great craft barbecue on the west coast. Definitely. um, Which is something that's important for us.
0: Do you like craft beer? Uh Uh-huh. Do you like an unending wealth of puns? Uh Uh-huh. What about four hour lectures on the ethics of cryptocurrency usage in third world nations? No! Oh, right. But do you still want craft beer reviews and comedy, right? Uh Uh-huh. Then listen to Hop Nation USA, a craft beer podcast. Available on iTunes, Podbean, Google Music Play, and Stitcher. Are
1: you kidding me?
0: No, I'm not. Just listen to the podcast, Hop Nation USA. Where all fine podcasts are sold.
1: Now, you had mentioned kind of offhand before, um, like, different regions and how people kind of are specific over what style of barbecue that they're into, how would you like define California style barbecue?
2: Uh, Transplant barbecue. Uh, Okay. uh, So people in California. Hey,
1: I'm a transplant (laughs)
2: California. (laughs) Correct. So yeah, I mean, you know, what, what we do best in California and San Diego is we take from all the other cultures and traditions and experiences and kind of make them uniquely ours. Um, You know, tri-tip is something that's very specific to Santa Maria, California, and we do tri-tip. We take tri-tip very seriously, but um, we have incredible Texas barbecue. Andy Harris owns Grand Ole Barbecue asado and um, he cooks incredible Texas Central Texas style barbecue. Um, We have all different kinds of pitmasters here in San Diego that are doing cool stuff based off of traditions that they know or they love or that, you know, they've traveled and figured out. That's something that they want to do and make uniquely, you know, theirs. Mm,
0: the art of it is insane, man. I mean, because yeah. I mean, we're we're like below amateur, but I gotta say, you know, at parties, even as teenagers, me and Jesse would be at like parties, manning the grill. It wouldn't even mm-hmm. be our house; we'd be at the grill, like manning it, like, be those fucking burgers. Always gravitating towards it, at least. <laughs> you know, it's like a primal urge to to be by the grill, but you like the art of it that I've learned from your podcast alone is just so deep like from region to region. And it's crazy. You know, uh, it seems Kansas is Kansas, like the birthplace of like true like competition and everything in in the U S
2: it, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. There's, you know, the true barbecue authority. I mean, you know, we're members of Kansas city barbecue society. We're members of national barbecue and grilling association. And, you know, what everyone loves in headlines is figuring out what's best or what's first. And, What we've found is that the more that we have a conversation with people like Mike Mills and Amy Mills, who owns 17th Street Barbecue in Illinois, that have this little, you know, town, small town, but have been able to win professional barbecue contests, been able to become, you know, barbecue legends writing, you -hmm. know, incredible books. Um, Mike Mills is in the Barbecue Hall of Fame. He's served uh, Bill Clinton ribs on Air Force One. Uh, Oh, wow. (laughs) You know, to be able to have those conversations has been the greatest thing about the podcast because people in the barbecue community, I mean, we call it barbecue family, but they're so willing to share, which is kind of an antithesis to what you'd think competition is. If you go to a barbecue contest, it's like, well, fuck that guy. He's, you know, he's trying to win my money. Um, right. Well, it is, it is, it does have that element, but if you're there and you're new, or if you're, you know, on the scene for a while, and let's say you forgot an easy up, they're more than willing to fucking share their easy app, or they're willing to, you know, share something that's going to help you because you forgot, you know, something that you might need. And, you know, that's the way that, you know, they kind of all lift each other up.
0: It's something to do with the origin of, of humans. I swear, man, food brings us together and like the further evolution of this shit, like, you know, the deepening of like the art of this, like I'm saying, like, there's something about it, man. It just brings its community, like style, like, ah,
2: it it yeah it's it's fire it's tailgating I mean that's the thing that we love about tailgating is diehard Charger fans as we are you know I'm I'm fortunate to be elected to the Pro Football Ultimate Fan Association for being a Charger fan in 2017 so there's five Charger fans that are in this Pro Football's Ultimate Fan Associates Association there's 32 NFL there's 32 oh, wow. NFL teams but when when the Denver Broncos fans come to Qualcomm we're gonna welcome them to our tailgate. And Mm. that's, you know, it's kind of the, when I went to Green Bay, the Chargers were playing in Green Bay and um, that was Brett Favre's last season. I went there with my cousin, and we both had Charger jerseys on. And, you know, going to any visiting stadium you expect to get, you know, people talking (laughs) shit, and, you know, oh, we're gonna kick your ass. Every fucking fan in Green Bay at Lambeau Field that we're tailgating, they just wanted us to come over and eat a bratwurst or have a beer or, just talk about football and they that was their hospitality and that was something that you know forever made an impact on me because i was like this is incredible like this is why we love sports is you know it doesn't matter who the fuck wins the game like we all like yes we want to win we want to win the super bowl san diego we, san diego's never won shit um but we still have the hope the next season the next season might be the one that might be yeah. our magical season yeah
0: yeah, man. I like that alternative, man. Go. Growing up in New York, we got the, you know, the Yankees and the fucking, the Red Sox rivalry. <laughs> That's fucking bloody. Yeah. So it's like, man, I like that alternative, you know, where everybody's like, yeah, let's just fucking have some beers and fucking brats and chill, you know? Talk yeah, about that. Yeah,
2: well, shit. when you, when you get over the accents and you get over what jersey they're <laughs> wearing, you understand that, like, dude, these people are just, they were just, they were born, they were born in a different house than I was. You yeah, know, it's like my, my son's, yep. you know, he has charger shit. My daughter will have charger gear and you know, mm-hmm. whether they choose to be as fanatical as I am, that's their choice. But you know, they'll, they'll have a connection because they know how much football means to me. I mean, I took my wife now on our second date, I took her to a chargers tailgate, you know, and she was yeah. like, she's like, what time do you want to pick me up? I said 8:45, not 8:46, 8:45. 8, 46, 8 <laughs> and You need to fucking be ready to go and she was ready to go and we went and just like what time does the game start the game starts at one what the fuck are we doing at eight forty-five? well we're setting up to tailgate <laughs> that
1: yep. you know and oh, that's yeah, four uh,
2: four hours of camping in a park parking lot with people you know from all different walks of life that the only reason that we all know each other and are friends and watch their kids grow up is because of the fucking chargers and because yep. of tailgating mm-hmm. yeah man
1: now how much do you think the tailgating culture in San Diego is contributed to by the amazing fucking weather that you guys have? Um I think
2: it's <laughs> it it's definitely helps. You know that's no 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 doubt about yeah. that. Um it
1: Cuz tail tailgating in New York in January or well it, you know it like out December Yes
2: this this is this is true. <laughs> true. Um
1: you see the guy in body paint no jacket. in like fucking zero no
0: jacket. He's
2: great yeah. you know, that- ass red, but he's good with it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But I mean, that's the, that's the coolest thing is, you know, every year um, for Pro Football Ultimate Fan Association, we go to Canton, um, which is where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. And that's where we have a, a reunion. And that's where they elect the new class that's going to be coming in um, for each of the respective teams. And we go and we learn about Buffalo fans. You know, and we learn what they do, at you know, what their traditions are in that weather. We learn what you know they do in Pittsburgh. And those are the things like when you break it down, we fucking all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's different, you yeah. know, they, they might be eating brats and, you know, in green Bay and we might be cooking carne asada in San Diego, but ultimately we're all getting together to have a great fucking time and, yeah. you know, yeah. share, share, share mm-hmm. memories. And, you know, some of the times I have, you know, a lot of different friends, the only times I see is when I see them at a tailgate or see them, you know, invite them to a, a game together. Mm.
1: And, and, you know, with how much the uh, players move around and stuff, it, everyone's like on everyone's team anyway yeah Yeah. it seems you know after after a few years like I I became an Eagles fan because Donovan McNabb played for Syracuse and he went to the be the quarterback for the Eagles that was a while ago and he hasn't been the uh, quarterback for the for the Eagles in a long time but I'm still an Eagles fan and you know now he's gone on to play for multiple other teams and uh you you've, you see that cycle in and out and you have those really good seasons like when you know the eagles brought home the super bowl yeah but <laughs> uh and then you have your bad your bad seasons where you weather it through if you're actually a true fan you know that's
2: the the it's just it's the coolest thing for me about it's about sports it's about music you know whatever you're whatever you're passionate about like do it fucking do it don't you know don't just think about it because that's you know some of the best friends i have are those are That hey, that one concert, you know, Angels and Airwaves is coming up and they're coming back to San Diego. Well, the last time I went was fucking whatever, five years ago with one with one of my Mm -hmm. close friends that I don't see because he's very successful. I have a family, he does his thing. It's like, hey, we're gonna go to that concert together. You know, it's the same, it's the same way with sports. You know, it's Mm. I have friends that they said fuck the Chargers after they left, but I'm a persistent asshole and I tell them, come to a fucking game with me and Carson. Um, that you have to come because it's on a soccer it's in a soccer stadium you'll never experience the NFL like it and so they come and now we're on a group text you know three guys that we went to Boulder together and we went to high school together but like really we hadn't communicated until we went to that fucking game together and now now we you yeah. know talk shit about whatever you know whatever whatever's happening in people's lives and it, it's, it's a great way to stay connected
0: Absolutely. Yeah, man. it's important to find that, that common ground, that thing that can keep people, you know, to keep the relationship going and, throughout life. Cause I mean, everybody gets fucking busy. The older you get, the more life becomes detailed. You've got kids. We don't understand that yet, but <laughs> God damn, you know, like there's always something that's going to pull you away and make it like, fuck, I, you know, I don't I'll text him, you know, next week, you know, I'll text him you know, next week. It, it happens mm-hmm. and it happens. And then before you know, it, it's fucking 10 years before you talk to like one of your, cl- the closest people you've ever been, you know, known in your life. Yep. So it's like, you know, it's it's amazing to find that kind of thing. You know, sports is a common one, but you know, no matter what it is, you mm-hmm. know, make the time with people through something like that is fucking really yeah,
2: important. I think it's important, you know, just by just doing the podcast, I've, I, you know, we've been able to interview people that, you know, I, I'm close friends with that, mm. but I didn't know the stories that they told me until we had that conversation on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, so until we sat down, you know, uninterrupted without phones, without, you know, people from the restaurant, you know, walking in to ask me questions. Like we had an uninterrupted conversation and I was able to learn things, you know, Shane Walton, um, who played for Notre Dame, he was a walk-on, mm. uh, he played in the NFL and now he's doing incredible work, um, for charity in San Diego. But he, you know, he shared what you were talking about is, you know, one of his mentors at, um, at Notre Dame that actually his soccer coach that convinced him, Hey, you should try out for the football team. And he was, he was their best player. He, but he said, Hey, you need to go try out for the, for the soccer team. And he did that and became an all American, um, you know, player that intercepted drew Brees, took him back for a touchdown, you know, was able to play in the NFL, but that coach, he was walking on campus and he was like, you know, on his way back from a class and was like, Oh, I should go say what's up to my coach. Um you know, just to check in on him, mm-hmm. and then he he's like ah eh, you know i'll do that you know i'll do it i'll do it tomorrow and he walked the coach passed away, and he's like from that moment from that oh, moment wow. he will always holy shit. if he's if he's compelled to call someone or text someone if he thinks about someone, like he'll always do it because of mm-hmm. you know yeah how much that coach meant to him, and that he you know he knew that he, you know, he wanted to do it, but he didn't do it. And, you know, life started, yeah. life, life happens fast, man. And, you know, I th- I think about that a lot too, because it's so easy to say, yeah, I don't have time for that. Or I don't want to do that. And you never know when one call can, you know, change someone's life or be the last time that you talk to them. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, That's very true. In, in other ways too, man. Wow. Jesus. Let's uh, let's try and end
1: this on a positive note. Uh, what, uh, is there anything else that you would like people to know about the state of barbecue in our country?
2: <laughs> uh, well, I, I think that's the mo- the coolest thing about barbecue is that we have podcasts. We have YouTube. Mm. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. So no matter what the fuck you're doing, you can learn more about it. I mean, the access to information is incredible. And there's mm. incredible people that are transparent, that are full of personality. Malcolm Reed has uh, how to cook barbecue, right? A YouTube show. Um, and he breaks down all of it and he's fucking hilarious and he's amazing. Um, we went to the national barbecue association and we talked about turning your business into a media company, which is essentially what we've done in the last two years and why people should that own businesses or that care about something should be podcasting. And now Malcolm Reed has a podcast um and he you know contributes us helping push him off the cliff to do that and um so no matter where you are not just in the united states but in the world like if you love fucking barbecue like research about it but also document Mm -hmm. what you're doing because you might be doing something different that someone else could learn from and you know the the community you know whatever subculture whatever you give a shit about now in life not only can you learn from people, but you can also become somebody that talks about it. I mean, you guys have an incredible fucking podcast. I've listened to, you know, a, a bunch of your different interviews that are all wide ranging, you know, and I give you a lot of credit for having the fucking balls to, you know, ask a barbecue guy to come on your show. You know, we didn't talk about pot.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, we well, that's, that's important. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even talk <laughs> about creating a different kind of smoke today. Yeah, it's behind so, the
2: smoke, but we don't talk about pot.
0: <laughs> and yeah, that's one of the things I picked up on right, your show right. too, man, is like, it's not just about barbecue. So people, you know, even if you're not into barbecue, I mean, you should still check out his show. Cause I mean, there's so many things going on. Like you're common. You have a business. and just the aspect, He's out. transparent with his life. You know, you get to learn who you are, which is a very, you know, it's such, you talked about it with, um, the gentleman, I can't remember his name off the top of my head that has a radio background. Oh yeah. About, Steve woods. Yeah. People like that depth. That, that was, was a that great, was really great good. interview. Man. And, um, thank you. Yeah, it just, that transparency is important on top of, you know, you'd have tons of different guests, you know, coming from all different, you know, aspects of life. And I mean, it's just, that's what makes podcasting great too, I guess. You know, that, that whole complete rap. You know, yeah, as long I mean, as it's done right.
2: That, that I mean, it goes back to what we're talking about. You, you can choose to do whatever the fuck you want in this world mm-hmm. and you can be, you can learn from people that inspire you and people that are actually saying things that doesn't feel cookie cutter, doesn't feel corporate, doesn't feel like a stock photo. Like this is our real fucking photos of our food. Why? Because fuck stocked photos. You know, like that's not, you know, you you see it all the time and we're drawn to things that are speaking our language, right? I mean, speaking our language, Mm -hmm. doing the things that we we love to do. And it's not just the successes. There's a lot of fucking failure along the way. And, you know, you got to share that failure because that's how people draw inspiration to move to California.
0: Oh, yeah. He's not going to let it go. Uh, I think he's like, not going to let it go. Man, yeah, I'm going to come yeah, out there right. soon. I'm coming out in August anyway. But I'm going to have to come, uh, come by anyway. I can't wait to fucking good.
2: restaurant. Um, yeah. Never been to well,
0: the you, Chicago area. Yeah, that's you guys got to
2: come to Del Mar and, uh, and do some podcasting from uh, the Turf and Surf Barbecue Championship. Oh, that'd be, that, that would no, be that August would be 18th. So make it happen. That's
0: actually right around
2: when I'm coming okay. out there. You got VIP right? you got, you got all access to whoever the fuck you want to talk to. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, yeah. oh get shit.
0: Hot
1: here. now we're, t- now
0: we're <laughs> that, really tempted. If the that goes, that goes for all your enough. listeners too. Oh shit. Okay. Oh, we got a lot sweet. of barbecue connoisseurs in our fucking pool too. So uh, yeah, Boom. We'll definitely be digging oh, this. Definitely. Boom. Man, how do, how do people get at Cali comfort barbecue? How do they check it out? How do they, how do they fucking find the juiciest, best barbecue that ever was?
2: Uh, <laughs> if you're in San Diego, just please just Google Cali comfort barbecue. I mean, we're on every fucking social platform. I'm, on Twitter at Sean P Walchef. Um, but Cali Comfort Barbecue is the restaurant. Um, we are active as fuck on every platform possible. If there's a platform we should be on that we're not on, tell me because um, we'll <laughs> do it. I don't give. I don't. I don't give a shit. Um, but behindthesmokemedia.com uh, is where you can find all our podcast content. And uh, if you have any questions about any of it, um, we're more than responsive. Um, we feel like that's that's our duty. Um, for sharing the information. We wouldn't even be a barbecue restaurant if Gene wasn't so willing to fucking teach us all his secrets. So
0: oh yeah.
1: Well you're you're a touch of humanity in a very digital world. I, I
2: appreciate say. that. Yeah. We like we like to be a, we like to be a breath of fresh air, <laughs> ah, so to speak. Well,
0: we appreciate you nice. coming on, man, and uh we wish you nothing
2: but the fucking utmost. So we'll we'll see you in August, right? In Del mar oh, We'll try.
0: We'll try. <laughs> I don't like to break promises, so we'll say that we'll see. We'll talk about this behind the scenes,
2: man. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep tweeting at you. But
0: we wish you nothing but fucking success, man. And uh, we'll have to do this again. And uh, thank you so
2: much. All right. Appreciate you guys. Absolutely.
0: Until next time, people. That's it. There you go. We're smoking America. we passing America. I'm mapping America. I'm second America. We're America. We blazing America. This is fucking America. We're America.
1: visit the show's website aspodcast.com where you will find every episode official merchandise and links to their patreon if you would like to support american slacker
0: give me a minute give me a minute think about the second set of passage man i got to go and get it grab it Why you got to go and neck and savage smoking weed i got to feed the habit now i'm on some other shit things that i got to go get medical all on my slip you yeah. falling like dominoes bitch stuck in my ways fucking high days fucking sideways in the driveway we're smoking america we're smokin we passing we passin yeah. i'm mapping america i'm, I'm america. second america. America. america we're talking america. america we blazin' blazing america this is fucking america we're second america
1: we're second america, america.